What's up, everybody? Welcome to another boardroom out of office. Today, we are at the offices of Victor Victor Worldwide with my man, Steven Victor. Steven Victor is the former COO of Good Music, the former EVP at Def Jam, and the current EVP of A&R at Universal Music Group. He's the founder and CEO of the Victor Victor Worldwide label. He's worked with artists including Pusha T, Little Uzi Vert, Pharrell, and is credited with signing the late Pop Smoke. And he's expanded into the fashion world with a collaboration with Nigo. What's up, bro? What's up, mate? How are you? Okay. I saw a quote of yours that you did everything for the opportunity. That, yeah. more than anything I read that you said, clicked in me. Because that's, the opportunity is like basically just to make it. Yeah. And it's not about money, it's just that like feeling, that recognition. Exactly, yeah, right? yeah. for sure. And, and I see like the way you moved around a bit, very similar to my path, like yeah. within the music industry, you always can tell when your path has to pivot. Like you can yeah. see it. And if you can't see it, you get stuck. And for sure. And you have to be that way. And you started, so you grew up in New York City, right? Yeah, in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn? Were you always that dude, like you loved cars as a kid? I'm, listen, I love cars so much that, you know, my dad used to, he never had any nice cars, but like I was so obsessed with cars, like I would clean his cars like on the weekend. Like all my friends growing up, they would know me as the kid that, you know. Love cars. I'd be, no, I'd be washing my dad's car. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I just wanted to see it like just, looking yeah. the best it could look. Yeah, even though it was like a shitty car, but. And was that like a, some kind of North Star you put in front of you, like one day I'm gonna buy. Yeah, definitely. I was just like, you know, one day I'm gonna have all the nicest cars. Did you have the New York hustle growing up from the beginning? Yeah, I think so. So what For were sure. the, some of the things you did? I never really hustled as a child. It wasn't until I got into high school, you know, and I started, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, hustling. Yeah, hustling, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I got the word. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and what about the music industry from afar? What did it look like growing up? Like almost unattainable because I always thought I always had this opinion of the music industry kind of um, like that you had to have musical ability to work in the music industry like you had to have some sort of talent yeah whether you could sing rap produce you know direct videos I always thought you had to have some level of talent until my friend got an internship he was a producer but he got an internship with bad boy but he wasn't doing anything that was uh, that had any creative creativity yeah yeah but so I was like you got an internship doing what? Yeah, but he was <laughs> in the room. He was in the room. And do you think now your parents is like shocked at the success you had? Um, I don't think so, because I think that, like I always say, I mean, I've never said this to before, but people that know me really well, like my parents, my mother, and my father, they're so different. Like my father's like super, super conservative. And my mom is like off her rocker. So I feel like you got the I got best a bit of, of both yeah, of them. Yeah, because my mom is like, I don't want to say she's like delusional, but she thinks that anything is, you know, anything is possible. Where my yeah. dad is, go to school, get an education, become a doctor, lawyer, accountant, some sort of trade, and that's the only way you're gonna be, you're gonna be able to do yeah. anything with your life. Like very, very, very. By that's, the book. I mean, and that's in some ways how I felt. We're similar ages. I felt like that may have been the only way I could do something, but I knew I wasn't gonna do that. You went yeah. to Morehouse. I went right? to Morehouse. Yeah. So that's a really good school. Yeah, so my dad well forced school? me to go there. I went, I did well in school. Like I, um, I went to boarding school in high school because I was so bad. They kicked me out of school in Brooklyn. For real? Yeah, so my dad was looking at it like, yo, this kid's gonna be off the rail if we don't do something. <laughs> so they sent you where? In Virginia. I went to, to boarding school in Virginia in this small town called Chatham. I know where Chatham is. You do? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you're in, so you know, yeah. yeah. So you probably there. know the school that I went to. 
school called Hargrave. We used to play like OKO. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But you did well, and then when you went to Morehouse, what was yeah. that like coming from New York? You hadn't even really been in the I city. I hadn't been anywhere, so but it was interesting because my my I went to the boarding school was like a military based boarding school, and it was very very like, rigid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and then I went to Morehouse, and for as good of a school as Morehouse is, they don't have their shit together in terms of like registering registering for classes and like everything's all over really? the place. Yeah, so it was kind of like a, a shock. Yeah, <laughs> I was like my high school is put together and I'm in college and I got to figure out how to enroll in a class. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So everything was... <laughs> it's probably changed drastically. It's probably, yeah, it's definitely changed drastically, but I will say that it, like I figured out how to get around shit a lot by going to Morehouse. Cause it was, it was just so, not structured It was no structure, you know what I'm saying? That's wild to yeah. think that way 20 years ago, right? Yeah, it was not at all, yeah. And were, was there some form of that hustle at school, like in high school? In high school, there was. Yeah, like I said, I hustled went, in yeah. high school, me and my, one of Real, my friends. Yeah, the, the figurative hustle. But yeah. <laughs> when you went to college, what was your way of hustling? Or was it strictly school? In terms of to make money or? Just to seize opportunity. I was like off the path. Like I didn't, need, I didn't stay on campus. I wasn't really jacking Morehouse and like, nice. I was like, nah, this ain't me. <laughs> Were you in the mix in Atlanta? Uh, I was like completely off the radar. Like you wouldn't even know, unless I told you, you wouldn't know I went to school in Atlanta. You was a student? Yeah, I was a student. I didn't know anybody. I didn't really hang out with anyone. I just, my friend from high school, he went to school in Florida and I was in school in Atlanta and we, we were hustling. You were starting to create opportunities. <laughs> yeah. And but then, I stayed like completely off the path. Yeah. Like I wasn't like, most people in my class, they don't even know I went to Morehouse. Like I'll meet somebody that was in my class and they'll be like, yo, you went to Morehouse. <laughs> you, you, was, you were hiding. Yeah, I was, yeah. And, but were you already starting to think you know, I went to college for a year. I, I couldn't stay in school. My mind was everywhere. And I was like, I wanted to be in it. I wanted yeah. to be back in the mix. And I didn't think there was opportunity I could create for myself, like to use your phrase when I was in school. Yeah. I felt like it was in my way. School was in, oh, really? Yeah, it was in my way and I, I wasn't built for it. So I built a little network up at college wow. and I met new people. And like you said, you experiment new yeah. cultures. You just see people from different walks of life. And I've kept all those people in my network, but I got out of there quick because I wanted Interesting. to create opportunities. I was the opposite. Because I think I was so, I don't know if like afraid of letting my parents down, but I knew I had to, it was almost like, let me just do this and get it out of the way. Yeah. So I wasn't even thinking about other opportunities. I was like, let me just finish college and get this shit the fuck out of the way so yeah. I can move on I with my I think that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you come out of school, I, I would imagine you did not think at 19 years later yeah. that you'd be this guy. When did you get really tipped Into off it? to the music industry? Like, so my, my junior year in college, my roommate, his dad had a record label. What label? It was called University. So like Maya and Drew Hill was signed there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he had a deal with, I think it was Interscope. So he had offices in the Interscope office. So um, me knowing I wanted to be in the music business, I asked him to hook me up with his dad. And I, he hooked me up with his dad. His dad gave me an internship. That was like junior year. And then senior year, I was still interning for him. And I met um, this guy named Junior Surreal who worked at Interscope. He was a publicist. I know. He was working. Oh, you know Junior? Yeah. Yeah. So Junior gave me my shot. I walked into his office one day and I was like, he had like all, he had a bunch of artists coming in and out of his office. Like, because um, the guy I was interning for, he, his office was like down the hall from Junior's office. So I would just be like walking in, like I'd see Clue come in, I'd see yeah. Jay, I'd see all these different people interacting with this guy. So I just walked in his office one day and I was like, yo, let me get an internship. That's crazy. <laughs> and he that's, was just like, cool. <laughs> that's what it was. Like people yeah. waiting in the lobby with demos. All that. People... I, I seen everybody and I'd be like, 
Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> it was that's... like almost unimaginable that I would, these people were like right down the hall. <laughs> exactly. That's what I meant yeah. by like, it was all right in front of you. I used to come to this building we're sitting in now 20 years ago, like once a week playing yeah. producer beats, having A&Rs on their Blackberry and their two-way not listening to the yeah. beats. And then someone else coming in and realizing another meeting just started, but you're still sitting you're still in the office. <laughs> I did the whole music industry hustle too. Yeah. But um, so you got your foot in the door at Interscope and you saw the PR side of it. Yeah. That's different type of role from someone who was like hiding, but were you an outgoing guy? I mean, outgoing, and like, I feel like my thing is that I'm, I'm a shy person, right? For the most part, I'm like an introvert. But if it's something that I'm interested in, or someone that I'm interested in, like I'll turn it on. Yeah, I tu- yeah. So I'm like either on or I'm off. I'm either completely on and people think I'm off my rocker, or I'm like completely off. People would think I'm like this shy person that's that doesn't speak. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of artists like that. Yeah. And then, so while you were interning, I, that what was the first moment where you was like, all right, I'm. I'm in the music business now. Was when, so Junior used to let me cover photo shoots for him. So like Jada, so I remember the first time I covered a photo shoot, it was with Jada Kiss in the New York Times. Mm. And I went to Yonkers and I was with, that was like when I was like, oh shit, I'm here. Cause I'm like, yeah. stand, I'm sitting next to Jada Kiss, yeah. who I was like a huge fan of, you know what yeah. I mean? I was like, oh, <laughs> and I've arrived. I've arrived. <laughs> and and I, by the way, at the time I was interning still. So I didn't even have a full-time job. I was interning i was junior's I be, at that t- at that point i had become junior's assistant but in the system i was still an intern junior was just paying me out of his pocket like a hundred dollars a week so i could take the bus from brooklyn to come to work and he would like pay for my lunch they let you come to work for the job yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> they let you come into the city your parents knew you had yeah at that got point yeah, exactly, and, yeah so it was just like you know. and then when did you meet Pusha? so i was like a huge clips and pharrell fan and i became friendly with pharrell's assistant so then one day I was just like, yo, introduce me to Pharrell. And she was like, for what? <laughs> and I was like, yo, I want to I wanna work with him. Like, I want to, you know, do PR for Star yeah. Trek. And she was like, Pharrell's not going to speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she was like, but you know, it's interesting that you asked me about this because Pusha and the Clips are looking for a publicist. And I could get you on the phone with Pusha. And I was, and like, was oh. like, I was like, that's just as good. Yeah. And then she was like, all right, I'm going to give him his number and he'll call you. I didn't think he was going to called me but he called me the next day and I just got on the phone with him and I was like you know because I was a fan so I was like yo this is what you should be doing yeah this is what I should like I just went went off and like I went on a, like a 20 minute rant and then at the end of the rant I was like yo just hire me and I work for free and if you jive with what I'm doing then you can we can figure out like some sort of pay structure and he bought it and he, he was like okay cool so yeah. when you when you first talked to him I feel like when whenever managers or business partners of talent you know, yeah. artists are different. They're just yeah. different. They're different. And um, you connect with some and you just don't connect with For others. Sure. And it doesn't even matter if what you're offering them or what, you know, what you can bring to the table is so incredible. If you're not, if you can't dance, right? Like if, yeah, if you there's gotta, no yeah. s- symmetry with who you're talking to. Um, did you feel that like that with phone Pusha? call with Pusha you knew right away? I, you know, I never thought about it like this, but I can't, I think I was on such a high and I was, actually speaking to this person. I don't even know if he thought I was crazy, if there was a symmetry. I was just so excited. You know what I mean? And I don't even know if he was like, okay, cool. I think I just like went to work. Yeah. And I just started bringing him opportunities. So from a publicist, like, that's a great role, but you must have known I'm not. I knew, but I also knew that, I also knew that. And at the time, 
you know, perspective is everything, right? Because at the time when I, when I was seeing what was going on in Junior's office, I thought that being a publicist was like central to, was like the central role in the music industry. I think, I think in reality it's probably like marketing and now it's probably just like A&R. But at the time I figured that if I could get a job in PR, I'd be able to speak to everyone in yeah. all departments. And I felt like the publicist spoke to the manager, spoke to the A&R, spoke, to, spoke yeah. to everyone. Everyone spoke at the time. You got you know to saying? know everybody that you way. You got to know everyone. So yeah. that's why I zeroed in on publicity. That's so I was like, this is a way for me to interact with everyone. Build my network exactly. and figure out my next move. Whereas like as an A&R, it's very specific yeah. to just making music and handing it to yep. the label. And then marketing, kind of similar. So I was just like, that's why I picked. <laughs> and then you turn into... Um, his manager, yeah. right? Push his manager. Yeah. And what was the next hustle from that standpoint? Well, it was like, I always did more than I was, I always did For more. For your artist. Yeah, like I would be like seeking opportunities, whatever it might be. I always went above and beyond, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that, you know, during the course of the whole thing, you know, Pusha, the clips were going through a bunch of shit within their label system. Like they were signed to Jive, but then Pharrell deal was at Interscope and they yeah. were like just caught in limbo for two years. So we were always pushing myself, would always be like speaking about different things. And I think through that, we developed like a great friendship. And I think he realized I had greater ambitions than being a yeah. publicist, publicist, you know what I'm saying? So it was him, he was he was the one that like offered me my first um, shot at being a manager. He was like, yo, you should, you should um, play a role in my management team. That's dope. Yeah, you know, because whenever an artist or talent like wants you to fly, yeah. that's like the win you need. That's your sure. right? listen. There's nothing. That's that's yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> you know, when you so, get the green light. Yeah, because I feel like everything it, through my career somehow connected through Pusha. That's dope. You know what I mean? That's amazing. So, and then you got to roll with good music. Yeah, through Pusha, because what happened is yeah, Pusha like, has your back. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Because um, what happened is Kanye wanted him to, him and Kanye have like similar tastes in music and Kanye wanted him to run the company, like to be president of good music, which he ultimately yeah, became. But I remember that. his perspective was like, that's cool and everything like that, but I'm not really into like the business of it like yeah. that. But, you know, you give Steven me the title, has, but my man needs to run yeah, the company. Yeah, exactly. And I had, by that time, I had already developed my own relationship with it. Yeah, also. So yeah. it was kind of seamless. But, you know, like you said, another artist would have been like, cool. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But he was like, nah, you know, my man is gonna. That's dope. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I, I push his, I mean, he's so special yeah. to hear this side, which I don't know because I don't know him. Like See, that. most people think he's like a soci, I mean, he's a sociopath. He is a sociopath, but. Well, it's the other <laughs> thing that artists are. Yeah, 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 he's a full on sociopath. Like he will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's like he, the people that he rocks with, he like would do anything for. That's but dope. But then on the flip side of the coin, he's a, you know. <laughs> yeah, I get it. You don't play. You don't play around. Yeah. And I mean, I would imagine that like a lot of people in the music industry, for no fault of anyone's, mm -hmm. it, like there was a an expiration date to your run with Kanye, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Not in your friendship, but like only the, a certain amount of time you work with him. I, at the time, I wasn't thinking that. I thought it would be forever. Yeah. Well, I'm saying looking back on it, it, it feels like, all right, that, that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, looking back, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like when people say that someone's unmanageable, it usually means that they're crazy. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm not even harping on it or focusing on it in that way. I I, I love Kanye. Yeah. So, but in terms of 
you really can't manage him. Like he's going to have an evolving yeah, he's forever vision, a, yeah, an evolving sure. inspiration. He sees things like it's a zero sum game for him. It's exactly. not like you know, it's exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we're saying do anything for the opportunity. He's like, the opportunity is telling me I have to. Yeah, you exactly. Gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for you to go, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you weren't ever gonna nothing was, at that point. You was in it. Yeah, you I was knew everybody. Way, yeah. So where did you go from there? So from there, you know, it's interesting because I feel like in my career, like obviously pushes like center in it. But then there's like there's Pharrell, there's the Dream, and then there's Kanye. And I say this like I was speaking to him the, the other day, and you know we were talking, and you know we're working on things, and he was like, Yo, what do you um, like? How do you want to structure this? Like, what do you want out of these things that we're working on. And I said to him, I was like, I don't want anything because I feel like, you know, cause even Pusha saying, yo, you need to do this, like Kanye agreeing to it and actually letting me yeah. like run and do it was like a whole, it's like a whole nother thing. So I feel like him giving me an opportunity and allowing me to, you know, for lack of better words, like hang myself. He's like, all right, you want to do X, Y, Z, go and do it. And like, he gave me the freedom to go yeah. and run business and do business. Yeah. And I feel like, that's what him giving me the opportunity like put me on the stage like to the point where you know he'd be having a conversation with jay and jay'd be like yo i want to do xyz and he'd be like okay talk to talk steve, to steve. Yeah. that's how i got relationships so yep. with jay and then you know so i feel like this is what yeah well that's him giving the, me the opportunity it's, it's almost like i was a person playing in like the d league and then like a uh like the lakers or the knicks were like yo come in um we're missing a player come yeah <laughs> I, to be honest, man, and, and, and scored, there was a know? part of me that felt like that when me and KD like really locked all the way in because yeah. you realize like you look around, you're like, oh, no, it's all on. It's my role. Yeah. Now. yeah. And that's what you really always wanted, like to be next Absolutely, to the yeah. most talented people in the world. Um, so you went back to Universal from there? Yeah. So from there, I was working with Kanye for, you know, a minute and then my deal expired. It didn't expire, but it was coming up. So yeah. I had to redo my deal. And in the middle of all that, you know, like word gets out. So then everyone was trying to hire me, like all the major labels, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then I remember I had a conversation with Jay and Jay was like, you know, come, he was like, yo, you should work your work it out with Ye. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's what you should do. He's like, but if you don't, don't go work at one of these labels. You know what I'm saying? Like, come over here and I'll create an opportunity for you, you know? So I was really entertaining that. Um, but then <laughs> all sure. these labels were offering me like all this, Ferrari money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I get it. So I was just like, man, I was like entertaining it. And then one label offered me like this crazy like job, you know what I'm saying? Crazy money. And like everyone, my lawyer, everyone, including Pusha, my wife, they was like, yo, you have to. You got to take this. Yeah, because it's like life changing money. And I was like, I was very reluctant to it. And I was like, but I was going to do it. You know, I had my mind made up and I was like, yo, I can't. It's hope. No, it wasn't Hove. It was a label. No, no, no. I'm saying, but oh, you were you were contemplating it though to go work at Rock. Yeah, but then someone offered me some like a lot. Next level. Of, yeah. So what a lot was more the, money. What were you even Hove. thinking about? I just like in my gut, I was just like, man, I'm. I would be doing this for the money, nothing else. Because you just this knew is not the major where I labels go. wasn't. Who yeah, you I was were. like, this is not where I want to go. This is not what I want to be doing. I don't want to be answered. Like, no, nah, this isn't. But the, it was such a game changer. Game changer, a unique position, and the money that I was gonna do it. And then what ended up happening is in the middle of like negotiating, the, I, I was at the end of the negotiations. I was about to um, sign a deal and then Universal called me 
And they were like, and then, you know, Def Jam was trying to hire me a bunch of different labels, but this opportunity, this label was just like, um, and then Michelle Anthony from Universal called me and she was like, yo, I, I want to sit down with you. So this is like Universal, the corporate yeah. company. So I was like, okay, cool. So then I went to go see her and she, start, she started talking to me about like what I want to do, like what my ambitions were. So I told her, I, I told her my reluctancy in working within like a label system. So she was like, all right, cool. Listen, I'm going to, we're going to create a job for you. And I was like, that sounds good. And then remember, Kanye's at Universal too. So I wouldn't yeah. even have to, I'd be able to just stay by proxy that. stay in that world. Um, so then I was going to come work for Michelle Anthony at Universal. And then in the middle of them negotiating my deal, uh, she was like, Lucian wants to meet you. Just because of the type of deal this that was doing with going. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to go meet with, with Lucian and he was like, look, I want you to come work for me and we're going <laughs> to... We're gonna do things a little bit different. I'm gonna create a position for you. <laughs> create a company for you. That too, yeah, he, exactly. He was like, I'm gonna create a position for you and I'm gonna give you your own company. Victor, Victor yeah. Worldwide. At the time I didn't have the name, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't get the name until, cause originally it was called Victor Records, but you know, RCA owns that. So then they sent me like a cease and desist and then I had to. <laughs> Is that the origin of Victor Victor just because of the cease and desist? Yeah. They were like, you can't use that name. <laughs> So he was like, I need my name in this so bad. I'm yeah, like, I need I'll my name in it. Yeah, exactly. So Victor, Victor Worldwide. Yeah. And that role at Universal was what? What did they create for you? So it w I was working for like the parent company. So I was working for Universal. I didn't work for um, any specific label. So my job was to create opportunities for like the labels, whether it be Interscope, um, Def Jam or what have you, and for the publishing company, like film and TV. Mm. And they allowed me to continue managing. So basically it was just like- The dream job. Yeah. But the only thing that at the time, the money was like a fourth of the money. But you was getting Victor Victor worldwide. I was getting, and at the time I didn't know what that meant. I'm not gonna lie to you. This was in 2015. Nowhere, you, didn't, you didn't think he was gonna have your own thing one day? I did, but I didn't realize like the magnitude of it, like ha having your own label and like having, you know what I'm saying? I was yeah. just, I just was like, oh. But you wanna get the best job at that point. Yeah, at that point I was just thinking about job i wasn't thinking about like entrepreneur i was like job and then i'll, I'll eventually become an entrepreneur but i was like this is in my mind i was like this is the next step in my career i, I gotta you know i'm a manager then i'm working for an imprint now i'm working for a label next step would be for me to for me to have my own label yeah i didn't realize it was all within this like package because then the other thing is i was just so excited i was like oh this is great i'll continue i'll be able to continue working with yay this job is like really the the, the like the perfect job for me I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. Like, But you now have worked with Kanye, Pharrell, Dream, yeah. Pusha, and talent finds you, you find talent. Mm -hmm. That's usually how it works at yeah. that point. How did you find Pop Smoke? I read that on your way out, Rico asked you to listen to this demo. What happened was, it was in this office next door. He, it wasn't that he asked me to listen to the demo. He kept on talking to me about this kid. Like since like, I ended up signing him in February of 2018, so, maybe? Okay. But um, he kept on telling me about this kid, like starting maybe in like August of 2018. But, you know, I was on my way out, but nobody yeah. knew that. There was this information that I had, yeah. you know. Um, so I wasn't thinking about signing artists. So he kept on telling, and I, you know, you know, in the music business, yeah. you can push somebody off and push yeah. somebody off. And like, so For I was sure. just pushing him off, pushing him off, pushing him off to the point where, you know, he came to me one day and he was like, yo, um, you obviously don't want to sign this kid, but I told him I was going to get get him a meeting with you. 
So just take the meeting as a favor for me so I don't look bad. Because we all grew up in like the same area. He was like, you're making me look bad in the hood. So just take the meeting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he knows I wasn't, you know, I'm Bullshit not this whole time. Yeah. yeah. So like I had it all planned out. So I was like, I'm going to take the meeting in this office next door so I could leave. You can and move nobody right would, back to yours. Yeah. yeah. Nobody would notice that I left, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you're in your office and you leave and you don't come back, yeah. you're going to be like, yo, where did this guy yeah, go? I like that. So I had this whole thing like planned out. And then I get in the office and like Pop's already in there and he like starts playing his music. And I was just like, yo, this kid's a fucking superstar. Right away. Right. I, Right away. Had you ever felt that before? Mm, on a new artist? Yeah, but I, I was wrong at that time. You know, The last time I felt like that was, there was a kid that I used to manage called Dominic Lord that was down with uh, ASAP. That was the last, but you know. And you had that feeling, but it didn't go. I had go. that feeling, it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't go. But that was probably the last time that I had that And you signed feeling. him right away? No. So remember, I'm in a situation where I'm like, kind of like in no yeah. man's land. Um, so I was like, yo, this kid is fucking incredible. So I left the meeting and me and Rico's like close, you know what I'm saying? So I sent, I, I, I got in my car and I sent Rico a text and I was like, yo, that kid is like phenomenal. I was like, you should sign him and like develop him. Cause he, he, his, he didn't have his sound. He was like, all the records were like him singing. They sounded like a mix of like Jai and 50. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't like, I, he didn't yeah. have like those, those drill records. So I said to Rico, I was like, yo, you should sign him. Cause Rico's also a producer. I was like, you should sign him and develop him. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I, and I said to him, I, I still have the text. I was like, yo, in 12 months, this kid will change your life. And Rico was like, man, if you're saying all these things, why don't we sign yeah. him? Like, you know what I'm saying? What's said, up? So he was like, something's like, something that's not adding up. Yeah. And then, so I had to tell him. So I was like, look, you know. I'm moving. I was like, I don't know where, where the fuck I'm going to end up, but I'm, you know, I'm getting up out of here. I was like, so you should just like talk, because he worked here. I had, I had given him a job at Def Jam, rather. I was like, you should just talk to Paul and, and get him a deal, you know what I'm saying? If you don't want to do that. And he was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna do that. So then they started, he started shopping him. Um, and he couldn't get him a deal. So then I remember, ha I remember I hooked him up with a couple other people at labels and you know, nothing, no was, nothing was clicking. And then what happened was, um, so this is happening in the, in the end of 2017. And then I had a meeting with Lucian in like January of 2018. And in my mind, I thought I was going there to get my new setup. Get, yeah, get my shit straight up. And he was like, yo, I don't want to talk about any business. Your shit will be fine. It'll be okay. Like, let's talk about music. Like, what's hot out there? What are you listening to? And at the time, I wasn't listening to anything. The only thing that, the only unreleased music I had on my computer, on my phone rather, was Pop, Smoke. Pop Smoke's music. So I played it for Lucy and I was like, yo, this is what I'm into. This shit is, this is it right here. And I played it for him and he was like, Yo, his voice is like super unique. You really into it? And I was like, yes. And he was like, you should sign him. And I was like, sign him where? <laughs> like I'm in no man's yeah. land here, you know what I'm saying? He was like, just sign him. We'll, we'll figure the rest out later. And I was kind of reluctant because I was like, if I sign him, like I fuck up my leverage because I'm trying to get out of the yeah. jam. But he was like, yo, I've always been honest with you and taking, like, you know, I believe in you. And I, you know, you trust me. We're, we have a great relationship. Like I wouldn't, so yeah. if you believe in him, you should sign him. He was like, because he's great. I think he's great. He was like, just sign him to the to Universal and we'll figure out the label later. And then that, that's what happened. And that's what happened. Yeah. You signed him to Victor Victor. Yeah. And then yeah. I had to pick a label within Universal and to put it through. How long after that did he really hit the scene? Like months. I mean, it was like months that he started getting like a really a buzz, but it was probably like six or seven months after that that 
like everybody was on him. On him, yeah. But like I was, it's like one of those things I was so like determined and so excited about him. Like when once I, cause maybe it was like a month after that meeting that I got out of my, I, I got my, um, my old job back and my situation. That's all, I was just like, everything is about Pop Smoke. I remember I told everybody that works for me, I'm like, I don't want to hear about no artists. I don't want, don't even come to my office or text me about anything unless it's about, it's related to Pop. I was like, cause this is- You knew you had it. I knew it, I was like, this is it. And what was your relationship like? With him? You and him? Yeah, it was like- Dancing. Every day. Yeah, dead. perfect. Yeah, perfect. You had that Yeah, I mean, we trusted each other, like, you know what I'm saying? Like if I, like if he was like very, very into something, like if he was just like, I'd be like, okay, cool. Even if I didn't agree with it and vice versa. If I was like, yo, this is what we're doing and same, you know what I mean? We were like, like my relationship with him was like similar to like Pusha in the sense that the trust was was there, you yeah. know? So your world was just rocked. Yeah, it was insane, bro. Rocked. Yeah. Like the most insane thing I ever had to deal with. <laughs> How'd you find out? Um, so we were in LA and I was in my, 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 my wife called me and like, it was like four o'clock in the morning, maybe three o'clock in the morning um on my on the hotel room and she was like yo you need to call you need to call like shiv because you know what i'm saying everybody's trying to get in touch with you so i called and he was like hysterical and he was like yo you got to get to the hospital you got to get to the hospital pop's been shot yeah your heart dropped listen i was just like i mean that's how i got woken up so it was just like and everyone in his family and everyone in his life looked to you right at that point yeah, I mean, it was, bro, it was, the, it was insane. Man, that must have been the craziest thing you've ever dealt with in your life. Yeah, that close to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Going back to work, man, on a personal level, no one can imagine the loss you felt and probably yeah. still feel right now. But on a business level, on a, on a professional level, what angst or stress did you feel? Like, what, what was going through your mind? Were you off it? Were you like, I'm done with this? Or did you feel like I have a responsibility to, to his music, um, to his family, and to him? Like emotionally, I, I'm trying to play it back. Um, I think that I had, you know, like the same feeling where you have, where it's, um, where you're like so excited about something that you're, you know, not everything's a blur. About it, yeah. Everything's a blur. You're just like excited about what you're excited about. Um, it was like the reverse. So I was just like in this space where, like, I wasn't excited. I wasn't thinking about anything. I wasn't excited. I was just like, I wasn't thinking about any business. It was just like, what the hell? You know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was just kind of like, I don't want to say I was depressed, but you know, I, I, mean, I, I mean, if you act like a psychologist or a professional, they might say I was depressed. You were depressed, yeah. You, know you what lost I'm your, yeah, your was, brother. Cause we were, bro. Every and day. And it's so crazy because, you know, that happened in February, right? Maybe like, I want to say like three weeks before that, we had a meeting at Spotify. When we left the meeting, we were walking outside and he was like, yo. Cause you know, it, it took him a while to like really understand the, the industry and like to to to, to kind of get in the mix of like doing promo and so on and so forth. Cause he was like really hesitant, like about like, you know, he, he had at this point he had fans, but he yeah. was people would come up to him, he'd be like, yo, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um it so was he still, new. It was brand yeah, it was new. Brand, everything was brand new to him. So I remember we were leaving and he he pulled me to the side and he was like, yo, this shit is crazy, but he was like um, he's like, I love you. You changed my life. He was like, we about to be like puffing big. When he said like, I, you know, he probably meant it in terms of like, this is, I'm, I'm big and you, puff. but I looked at it like completely, I don't know why I looked at it like this. And I said to him, 
And I was like, what he said was he was like puffing big or sugar and pock. Oh my God. And I was like, I immediately was like, nah. Don't say that. Yeah, and I, and I said to him, I said, nah, we gonna be like, um, I think I might've said like Master P and Silk the Shock. I said something, I was like, nah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Cause I was just like, so it's so crazy that That's like wild, three weeks man. later, that's why. What do you think you had? Was it was it a, the way he lived? Was it just how much you loved him and the way he lived his life that you feared it? Yeah, it was like, bro. <laughs> he was in it. It was in it. It was crazy. You got to remember also that I, um, like the minute I signed him, I had to get him a, a lawyer. Like, I, what's my man's name? Peter Franco. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had Peter Franco on retainer because he had so many court cases and issues. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So like Peter would be telling me what was going on. He'd be like, yo, because he'd have a he'd have court like every day. You know for a different thing. So Peter would be like, yo, this is what's going on. I'd just be like, yo, this is like insane. Like a week after I signed him, I had to go bail him out of jail. You know? How do you think his music and legacy will live on? Because so many, um, so many artists mm -hmm. that have like lost their life way too soon, their music is a strong enough and their fan base yeah. strong enough to really live on. You see it. I mean, mm -hmm. it's amazing. You put a big record on now and it not only sounds like as relevant today yeah. as it was back then, but his aura, the halo effect of him is felt forever. Yeah. Do you think I mean, he was that talented? I thought he was going to be six months into it. I was like, yo, this kid's going to be the biggest artist in the world. And, you know, in due time, like, I don't know how much, but I was like, at some point he's 100% going to be like top five artists in the world across all genres. Damn. Like I, I knew it, like in working with him and just like, he was so focused and he had so much talent and in, and he was becoming popular. You know what I'm he saying? He knew how to play both sides. He knew how to he was just work himself. any room, yeah. And uh, yeah, and he was, he was confident in what he wanted to do. He was very, very like extremely confident. You know? So he had that, that thing, yeah, that star yeah. power that you just know. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Do you feel now some responsibility to keep his music alive? Of course, because, you know, it, that was always like the conversations that we had. And I got to say that I don't think that if I never had this conversation with 50, I don't know if we, I don't know if we'd be having the same conversation right now. I don't know if that this album would have came out and would have been this big. Because what happened is after he passed away, you know, 50 kept on reaching because I had bought him to see 50. Yeah. Because he was living so crazy. I was like, bro, you know, you got to. Chill. I read that story and he was on his phone the whole time, but he was yeah. really just taking notes so on he what was 50 like, said, right? He was on some like, nah, this is me. You're not going to, you're not. Because he always looked at it like I would tell him something and he'd be like, you don't live in my world, so you can't really. And I'd be like, I don't need to live in your world. Like, yeah. I know, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, my 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 thought was like, yo, I'm a, he's a huge fan of 50 and 50 like an artist that's always been consistently Compared who he to him is. too, right? Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to call fifth and I'm going to get him. I'm gonna get fifth to speak to him. So, you know, it was maybe it was like three, his, that meeting with fifth was maybe like three weeks before he passed. So when he passed, 50 kept trying to get in touch with me. You know what I'm saying? So I finally went to go see him. And he said to me, cause you know, I couldn't listen to his music. I was like, yeah. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? And 50 was like, yo, you can't let, he's like, you, you're being selfish. He was like, you can't let your emotions or you being like in this depressed state. I guess he could tell I was like, yeah. Um, stop you from executing what you guys, what plans you guys had. Cause you got three weeks ago, you guys were in my office talking about taking over the, taking world. Over the world. I was like, now, you know, he passed away, but who's going to keep his legacy going? Who's going to 
make sure his music comes out so that he could take care of his family. Like he was like, that's on you. You can't. He was like, I get you. You're sad and all this shit, but this ain't the time for that. He was like, yeah. you gotta like, cause we had talked up to Fifth about putting his album out in the summertime. He was like, nah, you gotta finish that. You gotta. You gotta see this through. You gotta see this through. And he's like, and if you need my help, like I'll promote it, whatever you need um, from my side, like I'll help you. He's like, but you can't. He was like, nah, bro. That's amazing. He's like, you can't you be some selfish. some good mentors and artists yeah. and people to lean on your whole career. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And are his family um, supportive, clearly, of yeah, yeah. getting his music out? And, totally. And you, um, you had to march through it, man. And now I look at your roster and you built yeah. not only a brand for yourself, uh, the power you made, everything you do has a creativity to it. I could tell you have a thought. I could tell that like there's chess moves. Whether you think you're head down, you probably subconsciously know where that next step is. Oh that yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, for so sure. So who's on the roster now? So I got Nigo. Um, obviously, Pops Estate, Ski still on the roster. I got this artist named Wyland that I'm super super excited about. Um, I still got my. He's not my son, but I refer to him as my son. This kid named Sixteen Year Old who was the first artist I signed when I. I started the venture and he did like Mobama for Sheck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's dope. A couple man. other and artists Nigo, that I'm forgetting uh, about. Did your merch? And Nigo did the logo. That's fire. You know what I'm saying? So like, I was always like, you took the you full circle, man. Full circle. Those are your I went people to Japan. From early. Yeah, I was like, yo, I saw him in New York, and I was like, yo, you need to do my logo. That's what I'm saying. Like sometimes I'm like very, very shy and introverted, but when I know what I want, you go for it. I go for it. So you know, I went to Japan for a day just to meet with this guy. So full circle, like you said, I was yeah. like, yo, it would be ill to do an album with Nigo. And now I'm doing a documentary with him. We're going to do another album. And I'm like fully immersed in his world. But this is like, yeah. But like you said, I'm, everything that I'm doing is like, a, like a, there got to be some sort of me in it, like creatively. You know, um, before we wrap up, Jimmy Iovine, uh, I went to his house last summer and I was like complaining, like a yeah. younger entrepreneur or younger. Mm-hmm. Not young, but you know, <laughs> yeah. younger than Jimmy. And he was just like, bro, your your best years are in front of you. Like, are you crazy? Wow. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I was enjo- I'm enjoying what I got and I'm working my ass off and I want more. But yeah. to have somebody like look at you and say like all this. Yeah. You may not be able to have those experiences ever again, but all this culminates if you do it right in mm-hmm. like the best 15 year run, 20 year run of your life. So yeah. That's right in front of you now too. I mean, that, that gave me chills hearing you say that because I also look at your. I feel like, you know, coming into work today and knowing that we. I, I was just thinking about, like, your. Because I look up to you. you know what I'm saying I'm not afraid yeah, to say it. Appreciate that, bro. Um, and I was just thinking about your career and like my career and like different people that I look up to, and what I came to the conclusion was because your pivot was like ill, like <laughs> probably the illest in the music business. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, I think that. Like people, like people that work in the music business that are really talented, because there's a lot of us. There's a lot of people that's talented, and there's some people that are not so talented. But the ones that are talented, I feel like working in the music industry prepares you to do anything, anything because there's yeah. so much nonsense and tomfoolery that Chaos, goes on. Damage control. That and, you know, what I'm saying. And also, one of the best things that I learned was that when you're building an artist, you got to do it at any cost. At so any, yeah. They're not selling records, but how are we going to get people in a venue? They're not selling records, but I got to sell merch. Yeah. I got to get them popped so I can get them booked on tour. Yeah. So the creativity between the lines is like, you have to find one little thing yeah. to build every that t- every community time. every time. Yeah. And then that experience allowed me to have like this 
vast array of skill sets and that's yeah. what the music industry lets you do like oh we got to produce a video yeah we gotta go on tour we got to make a, a press kit we yeah. gotta we gotta go on a press tour we gotta go to radio and mm -hmm. like I'll meet people and I'll be breaking down radio formats. They're like, how do you know this? Yeah. They didn't even realize, like, because when I was in the music industry, it was yeah. chaos, man. Sure and chaos. then when you get out of it, it's like, shit, everything You're like else. a diamond. You go from being, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it's like, man, your pivot is insane. Thank you you know what I'm saying? That's what everybody wants, to be able to, to still, because I think the music industry also provides a level of cool that, you know what I'm saying? That you can't get anywhere that else. you can't get anywhere else. So to be able to pivot from it and still keep that, because a lot of people pivot from, they'll make a lot of money in music and then they'll pivot into something else that, you know, because you, yeah. you have, you develop like a lot of skills, you'll pivot into something else that probably is as lucrative or more money, lucrative, but, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? So to be able to, to get the same money, if not more, and still get the same level of, thank you, man. you know what well, I'm saying? That, yeah. Thank you, bro. That was important so, because... Yeah. Uh, that's why you stay in the music yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. to be able to like, exactly. so it's crazy that when I, went, when I came to the Showtime premiere, like, and I'm just sitting back, just watching this whole thing like unfold and, see, there, and right? seeing you on stage. Yeah, I was just like, yo. Man, I appreciate you know what I'm saying? that, This guy bro. really did it. Man. See Steven Espinosa next, you know what I'm saying? Thank you, bro. Like, that's a <laughs> I appreciate that. So, yeah. Well, um, man, this was good. Let's stay yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. And um, thanks for tuning in to Boardroom, Out of Office. I Thank love the you. show, by the way. Thank you, That's bro. why I was like, yo, I need <laughs> Thank you, man. Well, we here. This was fun, yeah. man. I appreciate it. And um, let's catch up soon. Definitely.